0: Yeah. Welcome to the weekly BJ podcast Starry, DJ BJ, BJ, a.k.a. Arabian Night A.k.a. the Sultan of Sweat He's 6'2", 225, coming straight out of Milwaukee And now he's living the dream in Malibu Answering your fitness questions That's right, even the stupid ones gonna melt your face off. Gonna melt your face off. Gonna melt your fucking face off. Gonna melt your face off. Gonna melt your fucking face off. Yo, BJ Gador with the Weekly BJ Podcast and today a very treasured and special guest. Honestly, I'm doing this for me because I'm moving in a couple of weeks, to a better place with a fucking pool in the backyard. There's gonna be a hot tub. I'm gonna do some fucking water aerobic videos. Get ready and uh, just a better space, kind of back to civilization. Still in LA. Relax, everyone. But uh, I have a new garage gym I have to build. And I brought on the motherfucking guy you gotta know, Cooper <laughs> Coop Mitchell. I asked him, you know, you never know with nicknames. Uh, so I'm like, Cooper, do I mean, uh, do I have enough of your trust that I can call you Coop? And he said, yes. And he's from Garage Gym Reviews. And basically, it's a wet dream uh, for garage gyms. Uh, Cooper is inspiring garage gyms all over the world. Basically, like, pimp my ride for a garage gym. So yeah. I'm excited, especially because Black Friday is a couple weeks away. I probably should let our, our guest get a fucking word in. Cooper, Coop, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, brother.
1: Thanks for having me, BJ. I appreciate it. All my friends call me Coop. Uh, you are now my friend now. Um, and everybody else on the internet calls me Coop. So I guess everybody calls me Coop. So feel free to call me Coop.
0: So I have to ask, because obviously I'm very immature. Uh, were there any, what were the, uh, deviant variations of Coop? I mean, did they call you poop? Did they growing up? I have to know. Oh yeah. There's
1: so many stupid ones. So it'd be like, you know, there'd always be the bully at the new place you'd go to. So I went to a couple of different schools growing up. So every time I moved somewhere when I was really young, somebody would come up with the super clever name, super duper pooper, scooper, cooper every time. And, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like they were the most clever person in the room. You know, I just thought it was so stupid. It used to like get on my nerves when I was little. Um, But I haven't heard that name for a while, thankfully. Um, But yeah, that that was one. And then I try to take that name and I apply it like to other like words to create like businesses or Instagram accounts, things like that. So my over, like I have a, I'm an entrepreneur, so I have other businesses and my holding company is called Coop Distries. So I took Cooper, added industries to it. So it's Coop Distries. My Instagram handle for my personal account is Cooposphere. Um, yeah. I love my name. I think it's cool. And I, I like that people call me Coop. So I try to get it out there as much as possible.
0: You know what? I knew you were a fucking real one. I I obviously, (laughs) You know my fucking struggle. I've got the dumbest fucking name in existence. (laughs) It's BJ. It's so fucking stupid. I'm 37 years old, and I'm, like, thinking, why the fuck did I make it so much harder on myself? It's called me Business Opportunities. Uh, But I've leaned into it, and I've owned it. At the same time, too, my my real name is actually, like, fucking fire. It's called – so BJ is Brahim Jr., Sweet. Rocky. Like, it literally, like, it's when you say it, you almost want to go beast mode. But then I have oh, DJ, which is like the lamest fucking name of all time. So obviously, you know, the joke's high experience. And what I love about you, man, is you leaned into it. You owned it. You, you went Eminem on him. Like, look, I'm fucking <laughs> trash. Let's just get that out of the way and let's move forward.
1: Yeah. Well, when you recognize who you are and you're just okay with it, then everybody else likes it too. So if you try to be something you're not, nobody likes it. So I just accept who I am. I'm an average white male that really likes gym equipment, loves talking about it. Um, and so, you know, I just do everything I can in that space and people have latched on to it.
0: And to be clear, I wasn't calling you white trash. I was saying, no, you're hey, fine. No, no, no. I am white trash, et cetera. By the way, I'm half white trash for, for what it's worth. So um, I, I, I know, I know what it is and that was probably talking more about myself, but um i love the name actually i would take coop over bj any day of the week
1: yeah but you get weekly bj daily bj all those things they have like these undertones of sexual connotations but they're also like they they go well together i think they're pretty cool so i think you do a good job of mixing your name into all the things you do so i don't mind the name bj
0: well i appreciate that man and uh you know the reality is uh a lot of these things we can't uh you know, you're named whatever you are, and you do the best you can, and you try to move forward. But obviously, uh, I'll never achieve what I was meant to achieve with this name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, where do you get your passion for fitness? Obviously, you don't just fucking collect amazing gym equipment just to look at it. Uh, wh- where did that start, man?
1: Yeah. So my my dad, growing up, was a powerlifter, and so it all it started with my dad. My dad and I are cut from the same cloth. Very similar people. Um, my dad was a—I uh, wouldn't say a world-class powerlifter, but I would say a regional class. I mean, he ha- he had a Missouri State record for the squat at 750 at a 220 body weight um, back shit. in the 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah. So he was a—I mean, he was very strong in the same sense. He had trouble putting on body weight. Um, but I'm I'm the same way. I'm not very big, but I'm naturally—you know—I have some strength. Um, but I just remember really looking up to him as a kid and he always valued strength. But I, I remember as I started to get into strength training, when I was, you know, in high school, my my main reason for getting into it was I was getting picked on because I was really small when I was in, in high school. And so I remember one day going down the hallway with like a pizza at the end of a day, at the end of like, I think freshman year or something. And a se- senior came by and slapped it out of my hands. And I was like, I am never going to allow that to happen again without me, like having the ability to do something about it. So that day I went to,
0: so you killed him.
1: Exactly. He's not here (laughs) any longer. Uh, No, no, definitely didn't kill him the first day I killed him a week later after I was able to train a little bit, but no, I went to the gym. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to like allow that to happen again. I'm going to train. And I trained specifically for athletics. I played hockey. Um, I played for Lindenwood university, which is a D one program. And I played, you know, all across the country. My goal was I wanted to take hockey to the nth degree, take it as far as I could go. Um, and so I trained specifically for that and then followed kind of in my dad's footsteps. So kind of relating back to that growing up, my dad had a garage gym in the house that we grew up in. So I remember going in there and it being be in Dungy. He actually had a friend that was a welder. So he'd weld all this equipment together. My dad had like reverse hypers before they were popular. He found Louis Simmons at a meet one time and asked him about it, came up with it. You know, he had, he had competed with Eddie Cohen, all these guys that are like, you know, myths of the strength world. Back in the day, my dad had been around in some fashion. So he had this garage gym. And I just remember like, it just being like Mecca, you know, It's like Asgard. It was something that I always like the pinnacle of awesomeness because I could only go in there, sit in the corner while they listened to death metal, um, you know, and chalk flying everywhere and just these overly, you know, massive guys. That's what I, I, I always envisioned. That's what I like. However, as I started to grow up, my dad was like, no, I don't want you to get in powerlifting. Like, I don't want you to get into drugs. I don't want you to get into any of that, equipped lifting. He's like, you know, you just train for sport. Don't worry about everything else. So he kind of shooed me away from it. But the thing is, I bought his house um when I got old enough and had enough money to buy it. And so the garage gym that I have now is pretty cool. The garage gym I have in now is the exact same spot of the garage gym my dad had um, when I was growing up. So it's like it came full circle. Now that's the garage gym that I train in. Now I train for general fitness and things like that. But starting out, the reason I got into fitness was because I just wanted to train for hockey. And I also just wanted to put on size.
0: You know, I, I, have, I took some notes. You might hear heard some typing because I have to point this out. You talked about it so casually, but your dad squatting over 700 pounds, <laughs> 220, 225. That's, mm-hmm. He was uh, top 100 strongest in the world easy.
1: I mean, yeah, his, his, he had a poverty bench. I always make fun of him for it because his deadlift was, or his squat was huge. His deadlift was in the sixes and his bench was maybe in the high threes. So in comparison, it wasn't as high. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell him to his face. He was top 100 lifter because that would boost his ego too big. Um, but yeah, he was, I mean, he was strong. You wouldn't know it today, but back in the day, yeah, I see pictures of him. I have memories. I mean, he was a beast.
0: So, I mean, again, uh, you you say that, but, like, if there was a strongest person in the world convention and there were 100 attendees, <laughs> that motherfucker would have been in the room. That's probably
1: true. I mean, yeah, dude was, I mean, yeah, he was definitely in the 1% of the 1% in the world. Yeah. And he was mean, man. I mean, you know, I mean, you know probably had some sort of assistance. Um, so, you know, that plays into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just remember him going to meets with him, um, and he would take our equipment from the gym and he would do the meets for people cause they wouldn't have any equipment in the area. And he had so much weight that he could take it there themselves. Um, and I, yeah, I just remember I was kind of afraid of him as a little kid, not cause he was mean to me, but just like, he just, just so aggressive.
0: And then, you know, you, you glanced over your personal journey a bit too, because look, I'm from Wisconsin. I played hockey for a couple of years, and I was so fucking bad. I, I never to <laughs> stop. So was fucking, and I get caught in these fucking games that would go back and forth quick. So I basically would just be me fucking circling the middle of the ice, you know? yeah, fucking three periods. And uh, a
1: bender. We call you a bender.
0: Oh god, dude, it was it was brutal, and uh, I you know. But anyway, I, I tried a lot of sports, and that was not one that I was going to excel in. But uh, I was around fucking greatness. I mean, Wisconsin has some of the best hockey. Definitely uh, and talent, and to play D one hockey. If like people listening D one hockey from what I've gathered, I haven't played it. I I've known a few that have done it. It is, it's pretty much like getting drafted into some professional sport leagues because it's so fucking elite. Am, am I over-exaggerating that?
1: No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. How, the, the guys I played with, um, I mean, you had to be good. I mean, it was our lives all growing up. That's what I did was play hockey. So, you know, I didn't play a bunch of other sports. I played hockey and that's how most of the other people played. Um, So that was your life. So you get so used to it. You're kind of just used to that level of play. It doesn't really feel, you know, that unnatural. But when I go back and look at tapes and I like, I've got a bunch of buddies that play in the NHL still. It's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see.
0: I mean, so we knew. This actually kind of funny. I don't want to make it about my stupid fucking high school, but so <laughs> the high school like was super committed to hockey, which was a real okay. slap into the face to the fucking f- other sports. That <laughs> yeah. But we got the best fucking hockey talent. We had like we had some of the best hockey players. Like Mr. Wisconsin played in, on our fucking high school hockey team, and he ended up playing D1 hockey. And You know what he does now? No, no, he it is. At, he works at Home Depot, and not that that's a bad. Oh, okay.
1: Like, yeah, you know I mean, like
0: he was the oh, best guy in the state of Wisconsin, uh-huh. and his his yeah. climax was D one hockey. So again, I wanted to give you credit. You you obviously have some like incredible genetics and lineage in your family. I love that like the superhero origin story. Like someone you know slapped you in the face, they knocked you your <laughs> hands. Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna go in the gym and and so I'm. I mean, this is just really it's fun for me to hear this. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, so that's how I got into training. And then from there, um, I'm kind of just a gear guy. I love gear. I'm like my, my wife can't stand it because I'm critical of everything. So anything I see or like I experience, whether it's food or, you know, some sort of service, I'm just extremely critical. I don't voice it as much because it annoys my wife. But I, I inside, I'm, like, thinking, how can I make this better? How could this be better? So it just – it was natural that, you know, I became somebody who reviewed something. It could have been gym equipment. It could have been anything else. Um, it's just – that's what I enjoyed so much with gym equipment. And I just combined my passion for, you know, training with, with my passion for gear. And that's how Garage Gym you know, what's so started. Funny?
0: you started. You, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. You're an entrepreneur. What What is a review? A review is you – authentically selling the benefits of a product it's an infomercial um yeah yeah uh, and some, and, and so some, yeah. that's, that's really like what people what people don't understand is that they think oh i can just sell something because it looks good and you know there's like this perceived value to it but most consumers you have to fucking tell them every single fucking benefit and you have to remind them for the mm-hmm. rest of their fucking lives and they still might not buy So uh, what I love about the review concept is it's authentic. Obviously you can uh, and you should make money and monetize spending all the fucking time, like doing the work for us so that we know how to pick the right equipment. But it's still like, because it's Mm -hmm. your passion and you know, you're not going to put anything in your fucking gym. That isn't the best, you know, it, it works for everyone. It's a brilliant business model.
1: Yeah. Well, what we try to do is, and this goes for every product is everything in this world has positives and negatives, whether if it's made by man, it has good things and bad things. So it doesn't matter what the product is. I'm not going to be a hundred percent positive on it. However, at the same time, I'm not going to be 100% negative. So, you know, everything that comes out, we have a, like, basically we do pros, cons, that sort of thing. And things that we'd like to see improved. What, what makes people upset is sometimes we'll be overly positive, not on purpose, but just because the product is as good as we think it is. Um, and people don't recognize that, you know, there there are products that are better than others, but people get kind of dogmatic about certain companies. Um, but I try to come from an objective standard and say, what's good about this product? What's bad about this product? And kind of give my recommendation for who I think it is for.
0: I mean, that's awesome, dude. And again, you've got 100,000 people on Instagram that w- will basically, they're saying, okay, what does Coop think about this before I spend money? And that, that too, that's like the ultimate it's the ultimate endorsement. So, I mean, that's really cool. Just people are listening that this is very, a couple of things that, that I always look for in someone that I want to ask questions about equipment or anything, really. Um, he's got fucking expensive taste, just like me. All right. So I, I have to ask, yes, dude. right? Yeah, I mean, I true. To, again, like, it's like asking a fucking skinny guy uh, for like favorite foods. No, you got to ask someone who's morbidly obese. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. know what it's all about. Like, so you're going to die.
1: That's and right. Dude. Kill
0: them. So you should listen to them. <laughs> um, tell me about the. Are you? Uh, do you have a girlfriend? You know, significant other, wife, a husband, whatever. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm married. So, yeah, I've got
1: a wife. T- yeah. How
0: much tension does this cause in your relationship, especially early on? Like, I know, like, I got this fucking thing with shoes, and uh, I, I get fucking updates from Nike and sneakers. And uh, my wife comes in your office sometimes. She's like, "So you got fucking three pairs of shoes?" <laughs> So I've got like, this month. She said, "Okay, because we're moving." She said, "You can't buy any shoes this month." Um, so I know this is—I know this might have, may or may not have caused a divorce. Uh, so let me know how that.
1: Was, yeah. So early on, um, I had my my first set was I had a Rogue SML2 squat rack, which is just like a squat stand. I had a set of bumpers and I had a bar. And I'm like, you know, like you said, I have expensive tastes. like everything I buy, like I, I like the good things in life. Right. Um, so I was the same way, way with gym equipment, but I knew being in college, my wife not working and me starting a business as a financial planner, I knew I wasn't going to have enough money to like buy what I actually wanted. Um, so I basically had to figure out, okay, how am I going to get this stuff in an economical manner? That's not going to piss off my wife. Um, and also be the good stuff I want. So that kind of played into garage and reviews because I realized I could basically write reviews on the equipment I had, take my portfolio of stuff, send it to companies and say, Hey, this is the work I've done. I could do something similar for you. All I would need is just a jump rope in return or something like that. So initially my thought was, I'm just going to get some like, you know, crappy stuff early on and review that stuff. Um, and maybe I can turn it into something bigger. So initially, you know, I didn't buy that much equipment. I started with like small stuff and then I would barter. So I'd buy and sell stuff all the time. Like I've got some stuff, like I've got an Leco weightlifting barbell. Um, it's their training bar. It's probably an $1,100 barbell. I traded a $50 airdyne and a $100 bill for it. So, and it was like brand new. So that's the kind of stuff I would do. And I have really nice stuff and it would make my wife mad at first. Uh, but then she realized I'm, basically made it into a business. Um, and so when I was buying stuff, I'd always like basically try to get my money back on it when I resold it or things like that. So if I was to look at my garage gym and all the things I paid for the amount of stuff that I've sold in return, um, I've actually made money on it. So in beginning there, there aren't that many stories. Although when I first set up the garage gym, um, it was our new house. We had just got married, just moved into a duplex. And the first thing I set up was the garage gym I was supposed to set up the rest of the house. So my wife comes home, she opens the door, everything. There's nothing else there <laughs> besides all the gym equipment. And we were supposed to move in that day. Uh, so she's pretty mad about that. But other than that, she's she's pretty chill. She, she likes the equipment, but at this point she gets tired of like the boxes and everything. Like some will show up. It's super heavy. She just leaves it on the porch. Yeah. She's kind of just like, uh, oh, forget about it.
0: Uh, I I'm, I've been with my wife, uh, as a as, uh, nonstop together, we've been together for 18 years. She's been right. She's been right wow. like 99.9% of the time. But uh, what she doesn't <laughs> know, what I want you to tell your wife after you get off this podcast is, or maybe appreciate enough, that they married high-level motherfuckers. Because what you that's right. is, you know what? I see all this fucking equipment. I don't, I'm not really, you know, a liquid right now financially to spend it and get it myself. But you know what? I'm going to just fucking find a way to get people to send me their equipment and then I'm going to make money off of the equipment they sell me, that they give to me. I'm going to basically take free inventory and make money off of it. So next time you get in a fight or you make a mistake, just remind her she married a high-level motherfucker that basically subsidized (laughs) his passion. And what I talk about for business all the time, if you're in business, man, like people, I I, want to do an idea for business, like Whatever it is, make sure you're the first fucking customer because then that's going to be a great fucking business because it's authentic. It comes from passion and there's a creativity and uh, tenacity there that is going to take it however far you want to take it.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't. So I want to make it clear, though. I have not sold any equipment we've received to review. I have who knows how much equipment. So I have, I have, (laughs) I have not yet. No, this was all I I would buy and resell. So everything that we've gotten, I keep. So I have my three stall garage. That's completely full right now. It has four or five squat racks in it. I have a personal training studio um, that I have a partner who trains people. And I'm kind of like the backer and do marketing and things like that. That's 3000 square feet full of equipment. And then I have like seven to nine garage gyms in the area that are like friends that I've outfitted with equipment. So that that's one thing that I, I do not sell equipment that we get. Um, and I always make sure I have one of everything I bought because I con- compare and contrast everything. So I have, you know, probably close to 75 barbells, um, 30 squat rack. Is this fucking, is this like, yeah. Just yeah, like, like, I mean, goods,
0: man, like this is, this is insane.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, if, okay. So this is what I wanted to do. Have you ever heard of MKBHD Marquez no. Brownlee? Okay. Well, he's a reviewer on YouTube. He's like the most popular tech reviewer. And he reviews like phones and laptops and things like that. But I noticed early on that he always kept everything. And the reason it was helpful is because he could always go back and say, this is what was iterated. This was what it was improved. This is what's good about this product. This is why this one's better than that one. If I sold equipment, I wouldn't be able to do that. So I have no need for that many barbells. But if a new barbell comes out, there's nobody else in the world that has the amount of variety of equipment that I do. In fact, I've gone to different like equipment companies and every time they always tell me one of the reasons we like your reviews, even if you're bashing the product, is you're always comparing it to something else that's out there. Nobody else can do that. It's just not possible. So that's why I keep everything just because I like to compare and
0: see what's new. I love this, but I do have to mention, you know, that there are some pockets of this country in the world where some would actually call this hoarding <laughs> yes yeah yeah. Um, you know, like, <laughs> yeah dude if you were an episode <laughs> of Hoarders, they'd have to go to like five different locations just to see all your shit.
1: yeah if you go into my garage right now so we're setting up a new rack that just came in um like you literally have trouble getting into the front door like it's bad yeah it's not always like that i like things clean But it's just, I mean, it's part of it. You know, it's one thing to review a cell phone that's like, you know, five inches by seven inches or however big a phone is. Um, It's another thing to build, a you know, review a squat rack that's 10 feet tall, like nine feet long, seven feet long, however long it is, depending on the amount of posts it is, and then 48 inches wide. So, I mean, it takes up a lot of space, Um, but I just try to make sure that, you know, we move things in and out as we can. Um, Yeah, I should probably... Oh, my goal one day is to have a warehouse where I just put everything at one time, and I just make it the garage number views mecca
0: now, someday. Ask, do you? Because to me, the, you know, the reason why I don't do what you do because you're not as good as me. That's the main reason. But there's a the secondary reason, just and good, that is because I'm not going to fucking put this shit together myself. I'm assuming you you build it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that's the thing is if I, if I, if I build it, then I can see what issues are there are. I can see what's missing. For instance, we're putting together a lap pull down this week and uh, it's missing like four bolts. The instructions suck. The set, the, the, uh, the box wasn't that great. Those are all things that I think the consumer should know about. Um, because that's like, those are things they're going to be dealing with the product when it's ready to go. Um, and you're using it that's not the whole part of the process. That's just a portion of it. You also have everything you deal with up to that point. So I like to make sure like when we order stuff, I often order under names, So, and I order it to different addresses so I can get like the real experience um, that a consumer is going to get all those different things. Those things matter. That's why I do assembly because you know, it all plays into some portion of what the consumer is going to receive. And I think it, you know, it, I don't think it's, you know, an in-depth, honest review if i'm not reviewing the entire yeah, uh, process
0: and i mean i'm not saying this sarcastically like i think you're proving like you're like the mj of fucking garage gym reviews because the uh i mean again like <laughs> most people again you get all this equipment sent like for uh i so my wife and i built the, the power the small basic power rack we have in our backyard that took us uh, a day and a fucking the pure motion to do together okay so okay listening it's like oh it's, it's easy <laughs> Like, t- but, but the thing is the day and a half into it, or you probably do it way faster because you're actually a man and can use your fucking hands for good.
1: Um, <laughs> I uh, shoot I'm, power honestly, drills. I'm
0: such a waste of life, except for what I do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're you're a, you're a better man than me. What can I say? And uh, th- I will say though, uh, I found a different way to get shit sent to me for free. I just um, I do I just do fucking high end uh, gym class. So <laughs>
1: uh yeah no yeah, assembly, yeah no assembly required <laughs> yeah. no. that's right dude yeah no i, I mean the the assembly of gym equipment it de- definitely does get tiring um but you know i i think every i wake up every day with an excitement because it's like man i get a review gym equipment i get to do something i love every single day it's like oh yeah i just want to do more I mean, of it,
0: no, it dude that's what it's all about and i think the one thing to point out like in, in all seriousness is there's many ways to skin the cat, right? There's many ways to take a passion and subsidize it. You got to look at what you're, I mean, obviously yeah. you probably came from a background where you know uh, you did a lot of home improvement or work or, or work in the garage itself and you, you were good with your hands. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm assuming that's part of your past.
1: Yeah, um, so I have a degree in finance and my whole thought was going into like out of school was I was gonna be in finance in some form. But I always had a passion for like using my hands. So yeah, like I woodworked all the time and I built things. Like I love Legos, um, like with my kids and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I love using my hands, okay, so love building
0: like, things. It wouldn't be difficult. I mean, it would be maybe not an exaggeration to say that you are a carpenter. <laughs> I mean I mean legitimately you can make a carpenter. <laughs> am I wrong?
1: Nah, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I'm probably, I'm not like that great at it. Um, I mean, I'm not that great at it compared to some of the things I see, but you know, my wife likes the stuff I make. So you
0: know, that, that's that, good that's enough. A, that's a testament to your expensive taste. You can probably build it. Okay. But you you'd probably want to have <laughs> mm-hmm, someone yeah. who's better, a better, you want to have of Jesus. Jesus is probably a better carpenter, right? <laughs> okay.
1: Definitely. So, certainly. That. That, yeah. that,
0: that, that would be the most expensive. I that's basically the, like,
1: The person I look up to is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. So right now I have a mustache, full on mustache, just like Ron. Um, You know, libertarian like Ron. Ron likes woodworking. I like woodworking. Ron's a sweet guy. So that's why I look up to him. Do you use any
0: products for your mustache? Do you do do do, uh, mustache reviews?
1: No, no, I don't. I should, but um, I grow it once a month in November, and then I shave it off when my basically it gets like annoying. So right now, I, I've got it. I've never reviewed. So anything here's a for free it,
0: business tip you didn't ask for. So unsolicited advice. So <laughs>
1: okay. you always
0: have to think of an the strategy. There might there might come a point where. You're like, I, I can't buy another fucking facility just to hold my gym equipment. And, you know, your, 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 your hands that you've used to build all this equipment, they just – they can't do it anymore. And there's some load management or, you know, it's the end of your career of building your gym equipment. Uh, But the mustache. Yeah. Now, if you built the best mustache and you monetize that <laughs> – because that's people do this now. I, I'm fucking – I'm following all these beards, and I'm trying to grow, like, an epic beard because I've got Arab jeans. So I, I have the genes, I think, okay. to take this as far as I want to take it. I'm thinking I'm, like, going for, like, you've seen the movie Aladdin? By the way. Oh, Carter, yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tough fucking <laughs> pitch at the Disney Studios. No, we're going to call it Aladdin. It sounds more American. But, um, you know, Jafar had that fucking beard that went, like, straight down. I'm going to become the yeah, yeah, yeah. Jafar. So you just wait. And I think That'd be s- monetized. That, that would and get I a lot of it's probably easier to maintain a beard than fucking a body. So when I get fat and ugly, I'll just no, still have a good beard. That's my exit strategy.
1: I notice our engagement rates increase in November on Instagram and YouTube every time I have a mustache. So there may see, there may be something there. I think you may be onto so on something. There's two ways
0: a mustache can go. Okay, <laughs> and it depends on the personality <laughs> and frankly how they present themselves. Uh, a mustache. Uh, actually, three ways. One, uh, porn star. Two, pedophile. And then three is Cause. like a dude who's so fucking badass. Like, what are you gonna fucking say to me? You don't like my mustache? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely
1: not me. I'm definitely not the badass. So, um, so that means you're. Yeah, I'm probably you're more trained, like
0: uh, a fucking pedophile, <laughs> 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 or you're a porn star. So I'm hoping it's the latter.
1: Yeah, let's. I, I'm okay with the latter more than the former. So, yeah, I'm well, okay dude, with that. I love
0: it. And let's. So we we're halfway into the podcast. Thirty minutes left. And I told uh, Coop on this, like, we we have an hour limit just at, uh, recording at a time. But I think it's helping us uh, really get as much into the hour as possible. I respect for your time, so that we don't make something that could be an hour or less, uh, two hours. Because honestly, uh, Cooper and I could talk about this shit all day. So let's get into some meat now in the final thirty minutes here. Uh, I wanted to with Coop now talk about like the basic beginner's guide to a garage gym. Maybe spend five or ten minutes on that. Then I want to talk about like the stuff that's getting you excited right now, that your latest greatest stuff you've seen. Uh, I have a garage gym. I -hmm. I sent you pics of. I'm 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 hoping to get a couple of fucking ideas, and then uh, we'll talk about (laughs) go and find you so that on Black Friday, if you do if you are looking out there at the best deals of the year, uh, Coop is going to get you guys squared away. So. Sound sound like a plan? Yeah, that's great, man. Beginners guide, like you know, you move, you move to a new house. You've got a let's talk about like what type of basic garage you think is is worth the time. The thing is, I've seen like some fucking. What I love about what you show is you show like, oh, say the perfect like square rectangle, like the ideal Mm -hmm. one, right? And then you show some of these fucking Mm -hmm. storage rooms that are like long, but they make it work (laughs) because uh, there's just if you're if you're you know willing to think outside the box, you can make it actually can almost look like a signature look, even though it's a shitty space. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. So you need, you need at least um, a nine by nine space. That's I, I think that's like at the minimum what you need. And the reason you need a nine by nine space like wide and you need it probably at least, you know, 90 inches, pr- preferably like a hundred inches tall. The reason you needed that space is because you need a squat rack. And a squat rack or a barbell is going to be seven foot wide and a seven foot wide barbell. You're going to need at least a foot on each side at a minimum in order to put plates on. Um, so you need at least a nine by nine space. As far as equipment goes, um, it all of it depends on what you want to do. Um, however, somebody that's like, you know, I just want to, you know, bulk up or I want to lose weight. You know, whatever the general prescription is, I think that everyone should be using a barbell. I think the barbell, the almighty barbell, we actually just wrote an article for startingstrength.com about the almighty barbell. I think the barbell is the greatest piece of equipment ever designed. It can help you get bigger, stronger, faster, leaner. Whatever your goal is, the barbell can aid you in reaching that goal. That's not to downplay dumbbells or cardio equipment or any anything else. But I think the barbell is the most universally universal piece of equipment. You can incrementally load it. Um, you know, it's even, I mean, it it just works, and there's so many different ways and, you by can use way, it. Just to jump so, the, the first, those
0: listening, <clears throat> yeah, talking to a guy who wrote a book called Your Body's Your Barbell, which was equipment free, no barbell stuff. But the thing is, uh, I can't argue with the fact. I mean, look, it, it's indisputable. There's three, three plus, well, more than three plus decades, three plus decades modern fitness, you know, centuries of mm-hmm. strong men using. A fucking bar with weight on it and progressively overloading, getting fucking strong as fuck, looking amazing. The only thing about it, and this yeah. is what I tell my people look, if you only have 30 minutes to work out and you don't have a high level of skill and you don't really know what you're doing, uh, the barbell uh, w- has a high return and arguably the highest, but it can come at the greatest cost. You gotta really know what the fuck you're doing. You gotta be about not going mm-hmm. through emotions. You gotta just know about your body and about fitness. And because most people don't, you know, I, I try to find accessibility, but uh, I think a lot of people sometimes mistake that for me saying the barbell is a bad training tool. And I, I don't mean that at all. It's just, I, re- I respect, I give the barbell the respect it deserves is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, and there's there's no problem. You know, what, the, what I tell most people to do is don't buy any equipment if you're gonna decide to start a home gym. What you should do is you should work out your home, work out at your home with body weight based movements, for at least a week or two to figure out if you have the mental fortitude to do it, because this is something that a lot of people don't realize is you're going to have to work out by yourself in the cold and in the heat, unless you're in beautiful Malibu, California, like you are um, a lot of the time. So, you know, I wake up at 5am sometimes to work out in my garage and you know, my garage is really nice. Now I've got a heater and everything, but when I started, it was just a bare bones setup with a squat rack, a, you know, a bench and I used the, my phone for my speaker system. So it was, it sucked. It was cold, but you have to, you have to basically get past that and realize how great it is to use a garage gym. Um, and so I love body weight, body weight movements. I use them all the time. Um, but I'm talking, if you're going for equipment, if you want equipment, um, then I think the barbell is the you know first what? thing to buy. Uh,
0: I have to mention a story too, because we still own a home in Milwaukee. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, so we own it, this three level condo. And so my first ever home gym, uh, and, and the first level of our condo, there's like this, there's the garage, there's an entrance. I had not even thought about the garage as a gym possibility, believe it or not. And because I'm in Wisconsin, you can't <laughs> fucking like leave your cars out. It's just fucking, the it basically takes a car and it's yeah. just going to die five to 10 years early because of the winter <laughs> and uh, everything else. But, um, There you walk in and and there's this dog den. It's actually called the dog den, and that's what that was designed for when the architect was making the actual structure. And then you climb up this winding staircase to the first, the second level, etc. But guess where my first home gym was? I when I said I want my wife, I want to actually like make a gym at home. I don't have to leave. It's just easier. I can get more things done, especially in the winter when it's fucking cold. And I it takes me 20 minutes to warm up the car, and I'm freezing. And I got to go to a fucking (laughs) gym and compete for a a space for, for equipment with people and get weird looks and all this stuff guess where she said i could go the dog room that dogged in dog. ah okay okay i was relegated she's like you know what go <laughs> go where the dogs go and i had like a pair of dumbbells a band i had a fucking shitty pull-up bar i rigged up to a door i had because i'm so fucking unhandy i had to find some local guy to come <laughs> and like drill uh one of those those hooks into the a, a steel, ceiling stud So I could hang a TRX and gymnastics rings, but I had a flat screen TV. And uh, that was my first fucking, that was my first home gym. So a lot of people see, oh, he's got this nice backyard. He's got a garage gym. Make no mistake. I paid my dues just like Coop did. (laughs) I had a fucking shitty home gym experience, but you have to go through that process to A, know you're ready to make this commitment. B, prove to yourself that mentally you're a different type of motherfucker. You can train without someone else being there. You can do it at home uh you know that that is you've already entered at that level like you're the one percent of the one percent uh but then it gives you something to push for right to get get definitely
1: yeah yeah no i was just going to say training you, you know you mentioned a good point training is not just physical you need to be training your mental too and so that involves doing hard things it's like why do we try to make our training as easy as possible or as comfortable as possible Um, if the goal is to be a harder, better, faster, stronger human being, um, then I think it involves doing hard things. It's the reason ice baths work so well. Um, so, you know, working out in conditions that are less than ideal with people, when you're not around people, it also, you know, kind of forces you to have better, a better reason for doing it other than the looks from other people, because you shouldn't just train just because you want to look good. I mean, there's so many other reasons that you should train that you should work out. And so I think a home gym is kind of like the perfect place to test that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think a home gym is great, but going into it, I think you should know um, it's so going to be hard I to
0: say to all the idiots who have a garage, a suitable garage, and haven't made a, home, a, a garage gym out of it yet and go to someone else's fucking gym and pay to hang out with these fucking people that have no idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and they're a distraction. And it's yeah. there's so many opportunity costs and time to and fro, etc. cetera. They, they, they fuck with your, your flow, your rest times, the equipment you want to use. Definitely. Um, what do you traditionally put in a garage? You put cars. So let me explain this in cars. When you get your first fucking car, unless you're loaded and you got your trust fund baby, it's a fucking beater. Okay. And yep. the beauty of life is that as you build yourself through education and confidence and self-esteem and you develop your craft, you can go from a beater to a economy car to a premium car to then a fucking like Ferrari. to so, you know, like, you know, a Wrangler, a fucking G-Wagon, you are working. The whole point of the gym is not just for the body for the self. It's the whole thing. It's the whole essence. You got to elevate mm-hmm. what you put on your fucking body. You can't fucking keep wearing dick sporting goods, clothing. You've got to elevate yourself. you got to elevate your gym. Yes. You take pride in it. It's a fucking physical culture. So if you're on the fucking fence of doing this, you just have to ask yourself, am I doing this forever? Because if I am, I got to fucking start with my shitty car at some point. It might as well be now so that I'm not fucking 90 before I get my dream gym. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Like yep. I'm going yep. <laughs> to fucking get you so many fucking people today. So, so, first of all, people that go that you can have a garage gym, they're going to be like, oh, that's a great fucking idea you know what? I need to know where to start. Cool. Okay. So let's go into, so you need a barbell. Um, you talked about space requirements and then <clears throat> what are like your, um, f- I mean, first, like r- higher level, like h- how do you break down the budget of equipment? Like, is, is it, uh, there's things a hundred or less and then there's things 200 plus and things over a thousand. Like, how do you break it down in categories b- based on worth?
1: Yeah. So the, the, I think the, the place where the money should be spent on like high-end equipment, is you should buy a nice barbell. I know I said the barbell first, but it should be a nice barbell. The reason being, it's something that you can use for the rest of your life. And barbells are cheaper than they've ever been in the history of barbells. Uh, So I suggest looking for like, you know, this is like kind of esoteric, but look for a 190K PSI tensile strength bar. That's basically going to be like how strong the shaft or the bar is. Um, You want to look for something that's at least, you know, you're going to spend you can get a good barbell for around $200. Okay. So that's where I think you should spend money on. And then I think you should also spend money on a squat rack. I think both those things, you know, you can buy iron or bumper plates or whatever through Craigslist, things like that. But I think the squat rack has so much versatility. Um, and there's so many other things that you can do with the squat rack by adding accessories and different pull-up bars and all those different things. Um, I know, I mean, I see you, you use your, uh, pure motion rack in all different ways. Um, you know, and so it's nice to have a rack that you can use, upgrade those sorts of things and then have a barbell. So a barbell, you know, you're going to spend at least $200 on a good barbell, a rack, you know, you can get by spending, you know, $400 for a decent squat stand. Um, but I'd suggest spending above 500, so cool, first I'm gonna give you
0: another fucking like million dollar idea that I, I you're going to run with this, not me. And you better do it before the people listening. <laughs> okay. So I always had this concept. I wanted to do something when I was at men's health, you know, uh, it's always tough because especially working for all these fucking people with no fucking talent that don't fucking get it. <laughs> link, you know, a great fucking uh, series of content, pimp my rack. We, we go to men's health audience and we go to our, our customers, subscribers, and we randomly select. Uh, you know, 30 to 50 men around the country and we fucking pimp their rat. We give them the best fucking garage gym of all time and we use our ads, sponsors. I mean, it's a fucking win, 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 win. win. But of course, whatever. One of the 500 million reasons I fucking left. But (laughs)
1: Okay, yeah, no, that's a great idea. We actually do, we do something like that. So we do a lot of giveaways, but we also do home gym walkthroughs, which um, I think it's men's health. One of them, they started seeing them and they actually was, stole the that idea. That was my fucking idea. Go on, we, God damn I mean,
0: Originally, okay. that was my fucking idea like fucking four years ago and now they fucking do it. But anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we do, like, I go on road trips in the summer. We'll get it sponsored by companies um, and we'll just, like, basically go on road trips and find garage gyms along the way. And just do walkthroughs and videos on YouTube. They are so fun. And seeing everybody set up, meeting all the different people. I mean, it's fun. You know, it, it's basically Cribs. You know, it's like, Fit My Ride, it's Cribs for um, home gyms. But it's awesome. It's and great way, content.
0: Like, here, Here's the thing. And this is the unfortunate thing about what I do. Again, because I have to make things accessible for people. And you got to get dumbbells and, you know, bands and body weight. And that's a, yeah. an awesome place to start. You can add a medicine ball, a kettlebell, a sandbag from there. But look, at some point, Look, motherfuckers, okay, I'm going to just break it to you. You're going to have to get a squat rack. You're going to have to get a fucking power rack. Because at some point, like you're like, I can't keep fucking just using dumbbells. And and frankly, I need to elevate my gym and give myself more variety. You're also going to get fucking strong as fuck. And you want to maybe push that and and take that journey. But the rack is basically like the structure of a vehicle. Um, So you have to start with that foundation. And there's so many things you can do off of it. The accessories the wheels, the fucking hubs, the fucking, I don't even know about cars. Uh, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, basically that's, that's all <laughs> attaches to a car, but because I have a Wrangler now um, and you can take things apart and off and like, I'm like, Holy shit, mm-hmm. this is a transformer. So the rack is just something that it, it's, you got to get it at some point if you're going to make a, a run at this for life. And uh, you know, what, what, typically what we're looking at a couple thousand dollars minimum to get a quality rack.
1: No, 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 no. So you can get, you can get decent racks for under a thousand bucks. I mean, you're not, you're, you're going to have a difficult time getting made in the USA, like a high-end rack with six posts. But I think a, a great, like basic rack is a four post three by three rack, you know, rogues made in the USA and they sell their, uh, RML three hundred and ninety F for like 800 bucks. Um, and there's other racks out there, you know, like rep fitness is making great racks, that are cheaper, they're imported, but they're also high-end. Uh, so I think you can get away spending 700 bucks or less and get a really good rack that you're not really going to have to buy a new one after that. I mean, this is the thing. This is the great thing about home gyms. is Because there's so many buyers in the market today, there's more home gym owners than any time in history today. And what it does, the benefit is companies are innovating products because there's more buyers and it also brings the cost down because there's more volume. So this is the best time in history to buy equipment. If you look at a barbell, for instance, a barbell at the level of quality that's available today for $200. Okay. There's a $200 bar that we recommend all the time by fringe sport. It's a 205 K PSI tensile strength bar, great neural bushing, uh, brass bushings rotation system, lifetime warranty, 200 bucks that bar would be over a thousand bucks 10 years ago. But because there's so many people using barbells and that sort of equipment, it's accessible Cooper for everyone.
0: the tips. Cooper, li- listen to me, man. <laughs> okay, so people ask me all the time, like, why is, I have this muscle building program and it's called Gorilla Corn Gains, Gains of the Z. If you spell Gains with an S, you're dead to me. Cool. So just get that out of the way. Um, so like, so like, why is it $200 a month? And I'm like, because I could only find 50 people in the world willing to fucking train like I do. <laughs> so if there were more of you motherfuckers, I could charge mm. less. I am going to make a lower cost program that's more accessible and try to get more people involved. But like the original Gorilla yeah. core in essence that I can't even fucking follow anymore at 37, um, there are only 50 people in the world. So I had to fucking charge 200 bucks a month to make it worth my time. Um, so again, in th- yep. and, and the early stages of garage gyms, when there were 50 garage gyms, you know, there was a point, Coop, where there were 50 garages that had gyms in the world. I don't know what date it was, but yeah. there was a point when that was the case. <laughs> and it was fucking expensive. Yeah. And now Definitely. it's a lot more accessible. So you guys listening, uh, you're welcome. Coop and all the forefathers, the, the first 50 garage gym owners that were paying <laughs> like fucking car prices for gym equipment. Um, you know, now everybody's getting it for like, they can get a rack for, I mean, I didn't even know, honestly, I didn't even know what you could get a rack because I get shit for free. I didn't even know a fucking rack (laughs) could could cost less than a thousand dollars. That's like, that blows my fucking mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dude, they're good racks too. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, The price of equipment is no longer a great limiter to people um, for Jimmy, for starting a home gym. I mean, equipment is more accessible than any time. Um, so that's why so many people are starting them. And that's why so many companies are growing and you see all these boutique companies now, and everybody wants a piece of the home gym market. Everybody that was, you know, making equipment for the university space or commercial gym space or other spaces, they've all started making equipment for the home gym market because there's more buyers than there ever has been. So the equipment's better and the variety's better and the prices are better.
0: Peloton is so fucking stupid. Okay. You got, you're going to pay, you're going to pay what, okay. whatever, like a okay. thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. You're basically going to get like, on a layaway plan. Like you would for a car to get a single piece of equipment to put in front of your TV and then live stream someone else in that same piece of fucking equipment, biking, telling you how to bike and do, to do it different ways. Yeah. And you're going to pay 50 bucks a month to get that content. Cause you don't know how to bike yourself. Here's the newsflash. It's going to be boring as fuck. It's boring as fuck to just do push-ups. It's going to be even more boring just to ride a fucking bike. So the, 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 the reality is, and by the way, uh, Peloton asked me to be one of their trainers for their treadmill. And I was like. Really?
1: <laughs> I, You'd I be good. It,
0: this, look, I, it's, they're doing it to the best of their ability. And it's high-level stuff from what I've seen. I know some people that are trainers for it and there's yeah. a treadmill version now, but again, I have been doing this long enough to know that like, there's no way motherfuckers are going to do that for life. Okay. But um, mm-hmm. if they're going to do that. They're going to spend more money on what would cost to get, you know, just a bit, you could build a home gym. You're starting home gym for a lot less money and, and basically start the journey sooner. Uh, Cause all, like all you'll end up doing is just getting like a bike will be just an accessory to your gym. It's not going to be your fucking main workout. Idiot. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: yeah well- a, a peloton is actually like twenty three twenty
0: five hundred dollars like and it does one thing you can do one thing on that bike
1: oh. yeah, and it's a crappy bike. The thing is like i like i like peloton as an idea, but the product itself, the bike itself isn't anywhere near as the like the competition like a kaiser i m three or the other spin bikes that are high end. Peloton bike Uh, pales in comparison. Here's
0: why you want to listen to people like me and Coop because I could give fucking two shits what bridges I burn. They literally offered me um, what would have been a quarter million salary with stock options. And by the way, they're they're going to IPO. I have no fucking doubt that company is going to fucking cash out. But I had to do like fucking (laughs) my fucking fat ass would have to do these eight eight treadmill workouts a week, live coaching, talking, running, and talking. Okay, Uh, (laughs) for. 30 to 60 minutes each like dude i would you want to talk load management i would have been fucking dead like i literally would have been dead (laughs) as as good as that sounds for like a trainer they're getting paid a tenth of what they it's a professional athlete load without the fucking without the money
1: yeah. And you can own your own platform. So, you know, you own your users. The problem with Peloton, if you're a trainer on there, is they own all the data and everything. So you leave, users don't leave with you. Whereas with you, with your business, you know, the people you train or the people that use your programs, they're yours.
0: Sexually, too. We, I, I do have sex with some of my customers. Wait, I, I, have another, <laughs> okay. I have another show I do. That's you. What do you think about this, okay? I know you deal with trolls. Uh, we'll probably get to a troll story here because, you know, I'm sure so you recommended something and maybe someone was like, oh, you said I had to get this. And you're like, no, I didn't say that. So I want to get to that too. Like, there's really dumb motherfuckers out there. Um, so the, uh, and especially yeah. in fitness, like that's the one thing, like I- I'm sure the biggest challenge oh, yeah. too, man, is the meatheads because not all the meat lads are, meatheads are as high level as us. Okay. They're mouth breathers. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Like they can barely get great in the morning. Years. as you say squat yeah. is bad they're like fuck you squat bad me good <laughs> they're literally like <laughs> yeah, and, uh, dude. except, except guys <laughs> like you and i and people listen to this podcast so i had this concept for like trolls you know like people talk shit about my boxing and it's like i had i, I trained with a fucking uh, undefeated pro british olympian and he told me that i can knock out a fucking elephant my form is not great i'm getting better i'm only doing it for a fucking year <laughs> And, and I'm 6'2", 225. You saw my fucking hamstring. Wow. You know where I, can, I can fucking rotate and punch. Monster. Right? So you want to talk to me about my technique? <laughs> Enter my new fucking show. Fuck up your followers. So <laughs> yeah. around, you and me Let's for go. three fucking minutes, and I murder you on fucking streaming live.
1: Genius. <laughs> fuck up Genius. your
0: followers. I, I yeah. By the way, I'm like a fucking uh, – I am such a savant with fucking marketing, um, but anyway, uh, talk to me about like the the, the review uh, from hell. We're like really it made, we're, like talk that whole process.
1: So so a few a few instances. One is people in the garage gym space are absolutely dogmatic about the equipment they like and about the companies they like. So like there's issues that come up. When people are using, um, or when you recommend, say, a rogue fitness product and people like Titan fitness, or if I recommend a Titan fitness product and people like rogue fitness. So there's this guy that follows me on every platform we're on. We're on, you know, everywhere you could think of. And every time we post something, he posts something negative in response to whatever I'm posting. And then it, what he does is he goes onto the other platforms, like all these other equipment companies, and then he posts about those like, the same things he posts on the equipment companies. So finally I decided I'm just going to message this guy. And by the way, he has no profile picture. He has no followers. It's just some random troll account. So finally I messaged him and it was like, dude, what's your deal? Like, do we need to talk this out? Did I hurt you in the past? Like, is there something that we need to figure out? Like, and you know, um, and he just never responds. So every time I just start blocking him all the accounts, that kind of stuff happens all the time. And then I get like the, does Coop even lift comments? Cause I'm not that big. And most of the equipment reviews that we do, I stay to the equipment. I'm not like a training channel. I don't focus on training. People like you, that's who I'd send to, um, to talk about training. I'm focused on the equipment. That's my niche. That's what I know. That's what I do best in. So people get upset because I don't do all the training. I don't talk about that stuff. So they start making comments like the dude doesn't even look like he lives. He's not even that strong, but I mean, for my size, I have some strength, and I posted a video one time, does Coop even lift, and I maxed out my lifts. And I think people were kind of blown away. They didn't expect me to lift as much as I did, but that kind of stuff happens all the
0: time. Give us the maxes. Let's let's hear these fucking numbers.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a max squat of 465. Um, That's back squat. I have a max deadlift of 518, max bench of 335, uh Max cleaning jerk of 315, max snatch 225, and I can run a 5k in under 20 minutes. Okay,
0: so you are part of the elusive 300, 400, 500 club. There are, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Club too. I, I, by the way, people listening like, oh, he doesn't lift. I did it, okay? I did it. I'm, I've been here, done that. <laughs> I, I want to do this forever, and I know that I can't do that forever. So I have to I have evolve and modify. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Michael Jordan in the fucking, on the Wizards, okay, I'm doing fucking fadeaway jumpers, and I'm picking when I'm playing defense, <laughs> let's you know, go, yeah, it is what it is, you're gonna have yeah, to do yeah. it at some point, too, um, I just, hopefully you do it before all the damage is done, and your joints aren't <laughs> dust. that's all I ask, Coop, okay, but, um, where was I going with that, oh yeah, so, um, fuck, well, what I wanted to say, too, is so that that's fucking elite, Second of all, I do want to make you aware of the fact that your life is in danger because you have a virtual stalker. Like this is like, people don't realize like, how dangerous <laughs> this is. He, Probably he, he true. Be Probably true. On your lawn, if it was like 1982, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he'd be walking walking in front of your garage and looking in uh, around six <laughs> right o'clock. So uh, you have a legitimate. Your your life is legitimately in danger. Because uh, your biggest fans probably also will kill you. That, that That's what's so scary about this shit, man. Like, I, I joke, but like, you gotta be careful where you post locations on where you are. I always try to time them differently so that I'm gonna post like it was a day ago because I have no doubt, like, there are at least three people in the world that if they had a chance <laughs> and to get away with it, it would kill me because I, the, you know, what the vitriol I've experienced in this career. So uh, just be cautious where you post things and. Um, you know, maybe better than getting another uh storage facility, you might want to invest in a bodyguard.
1: Great idea! Great, great idea! Yeah, no, I try to avoid those people. Um, and I try not to post where I live, uh, because I don't want somebody to pull up and steal my garage and equipment. But thankfully, I, everything pulled to so Hopefully, that never
0: happens. You know what? Uh, <laughs> everyone else and what they need because we can always talk about that later in another po- podcast or whatever else. But yeah, uh, it's a free podcast, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things it's like. Hey, I wish we would talk more about this. It's a free fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is bringing, we're not getting paid to do this, okay? So, just allow us to just have a little fun, a little fucking self indulgence. Um, fuck, we're, I had a really. Oh yeah. So when I got this backyard gym, besides like, what are you going to do when it rains? Because I'm so fucking stupid, I didn't think about the possibility <laughs> that sometimes rain falls from the fucking sky. I didn't think about that before I moved across the country to build a backyard gym. But the second thing people were worried about is what, uh, do you have any security? What happens if someone steals it? Someone's going (laughs) to come and steal my fucking power rack. I mean, do you think that's legitimately a possibility on this planet? Like Cooper, could you steal someone's power rack in broad daylight?
1: No way. Yeah. And I get those comments all the time. Like, Coop, you shouldn't show the outside of your house. Somebody's going to steal your gym equipment. It's like, there's no way. It's like thousands of pounds bolted to the concrete. It's like, I've got cameras out there too, in case somebody does come. Like, it's not happening.
0: So listen up. Listen up and pay attention. We've got a couple minutes left. And when we, uh, it's so funny, because I didn't even know Cooper played hockey, but I talked about the hockey assist, because I told him, you know, I, I'm so fucking good at what I do. I'm going to get the <laughs> best hockey assist ever, because it's like Black Friday in a couple of weeks you're talking, I basically have hooked you up with the fucking Dr. Phil It's like I'm like Oprah turning you on to Dr. Phil <laughs> if you're a mental head case, okay? Um, and you have relationship problems. Like, instead of seeing Dr. Phil, you want gym equipment, you gotta go to Coop. He has all the fucking deals. <laughs> um, go. And, and I get nothing from this, by the way. But you know what? Um, I know, even if it doesn't financially benefit me, that by me turning you on to the best at what he does for what you're looking for there, You fucking know BJ's the man. So, Coop, where can they find more about you? We've got two minutes left. Uh, Tell them how they can get the best fucking deals on Black Friday and the best gym equipment.
1: Yeah, so we put a lot of time into our website, garagegymreviews.com. Two years ago or a year ago, I decided that I was going to build a fully custom-coded site from the ground up. Uh, A lot of R&D has gone into the site. It is the best gym equipment site on the world. Not only was it one of the first, not only do we write the most in depth, but I think it's the best built fastest. Everything about it is great. So we do reviews on everything you can think of. We have deals pages where I'm scraping prices on all these different sites. I'm giving real lifetime live pricing. Um, And we're basically, we have price trackers on every product that's out there. So you can see, you know, price fluctuations, when's the best time to buy everything like that. And then we have our black Friday deals page. So we, we do deals throughout the year, but then we have one specifically for black Friday. Uh, You can go to garage and and on the homepage, you'll find it. um, Or you can just type in black Friday garage gym and it'll be the number one link. Um, But we deal, we talk about all the different, you know, deals that are happening, the individual deals, the companies, everything on those one pages, you can also find us on Garage Gym at Garage Gym Reviews on Facebook, at Garage Gym Reviews, most likely on Instagram. And then we're also on YouTube under Your Garage Gym, Gym, Gym Reviews. So I'm Coop, but everything else is Garage Your Instagram, Gym
0: Instagram is basically Garage Gym Porn. So you just at the very least, follow it. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I get like a semi every time I fucking see a new photo. And then sometimes <laughs> I get fucking 110% hard. So thank- well, Let's go. That's awesome, dude. We got 10 seconds here. All the links are in the show notes. And by the way, I will be fucking checking out this shit because I got a new gym I got to build on Black Friday too. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.